Welcome to the Sports Class with Justin and Jamal. Happy Groundhog's Day, Friday, February 2nd. Welcome to the Sports Class with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. I'm joined by a guy who's experiencing deja vu all over again. Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. Truth, truth in that. Jamal, nice to see you, pal. Groundhog's Day, and we are back on the gloss. Hey, now. Yeah, man. Groundhog's Day, I always think about the movie on February 2nd. Groundhog's Day, if you if you don't know. Great movie. Great, great film. One of our favorites. We were talking about it off air the other day. Bill Murray, basically, he's just experiencing the same day over and over again. That movie holds up. That yeah. movie holds up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Pakistani Phil. And then speaking of which, hey, early spring. That's what's been predicted. How do you feel about that, JK? Oh, well, I can tell you as a person who works outside, I'm feeling that. It's this year. We had it, that's It's crazy. As just an aside, it's crazy. Two weeks ago here on the southern tip of Vancouver Island, we were at minus 15 for an elongated <laughs> stretch of days. Fast forward two weeks, Puxatawney Phil says it's going to be an early spring. And and yesterday, my uh, my springy senses were, were buzzing, man. I think uh, I think spring is here. And um, yeah, it's it's all systems go. I know. I Let's feel- pollinate. <laughs> I was feeling good today. I had the windows open in the house for a portion. Birds are chirping. We're close. Yeah. We're really close. And the and the gopher is Puxatoni Phil a gopher? Groundhog, but Groundhog. But it's still obviously a like gopher could be a, marmot could, rodent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big rat. New York City rat. <laughs> it might just be like a yeah. New York City rat. They just Truck them down to Pennsylvania. I kind of like this tradition, right? Where they pull some sort of mammal out of the earth and they come up with a... I kind of like this. Nothing like having like something that uh, desperate people would eat for dinner yeah. as a uh, soothsayer for yeah. like, whether the seasons are going to change soon. Uh, well, I like it. It's fun. Yeah. You Do you trust it? Do you feel like... I mean, is it just... No, 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 no. I don't trust it. No, trust would be a strong word. Yeah. But I... I like like I when I heard Puxatoni Phil say that it's going to be an early spring and like I just said I'm I think he's right. Yeah, farmers. He or she or they are right. (laughs) That's right. Farmers almanac, be damned, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think yeah, I think they're all connected. They're all connected. Yeah, but now it's fun to just kind of have like a a shimmer of hope there and just uh, have a rodent tell us that hey, (laughs) good days are ahead. A little sunshine on the back. <laughs> you, hey, you, you talking to a counselor or anybody? No, no, no. Just listening to the rodent. Li- living seasonally through a rodent. <laughs> My moods just go up and down based on this prediction. My seasonal winter depression is over because a groundhog said that the sun is coming back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise be. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it too. Uh, I'm into it. Oh man! So for the listeners at home, you can't see this, but Justin's got some uh, some tape on his hand, like that's uh, it's it's foreign, it's it's new. There's a, a bit of an incident earlier this week, and we we're talking about you know <laughs> we're talking about things coming out of the ground, the season, spring, getting getting working in your yard and things like that. And mm-hmm. just wondering if you want to tell people. Uh, I actually have a funny story about this yeah. little incident. It's pretty good. So let's go back a day, Jamal. Let's go back one day as we're talking the seasons. I uh, 
I stop in at a local gardening store to pick up a nice new pair of Felco pruners, best in the business, nice German-built, I think they're German, German, maybe Swiss-built uh, Felco pruners, the kind of pruners that I use in my working world. Anyway, I go to a local gardening store shop, and I'm looking for what I'm looking for the Felco, the, the Felco eights is what I'm looking for. That's my model. That's how I get down. That's how I get down on the dance floor. Anyway, I go into the store. I, uh, this employee comes out to me, a uh, nice older gentleman, balding, reasonable shape, interesting tattoo on his arm, sweet fella. Him and I are going through the different options. There's twos, Felco twos, Felco fours, sixes, eights, nines, left a couple left-handed joints for those oddballs, right? It's all there. Him and this this guy's name. He had a he had a vest and a and a name tag on. His name was Cam. Yeah. So Cam and I are working through the options early in the afternoon, about one p.m. on on Thursday afternoon. I eventually settle, and thanks thanks to he answered a couple of questions, and um, and I'm familiar with the product, so we worked through it. And Cam and I had settled on this these pair of pruners secretors or whatever you want to call them just your handheld regular pruners and in my working world they're quite important especially now that we're into spring shout out to Puxatawney Phil anyway it's it's slow going checking out there I I dealt with Cam at the Felco station and then it turns out Cam opened up a um opened up a, a till or a register for me to check out so I scooch over to to Cam we have a couple more moments together and um we say our goodbyes i thank him for his assistance and i go on my merry way i reach my next destination not too far down the road down in Cadbury bay i'm i'm up a ladder not to get too detailed but i'm up a ladder pruning a plum tree yep i'm pruning this plum tree we're working on the fruit trees jamal and um and what happens i take these new felco twos I didn't get the eights. They were out of eights. Okay. I got the Felco twos. We'll put a picture up on the IG at the sports gloss on Instagram. And I take these new Felco twos and I cut, I cut my finger. Eesh. I'm holding the, the plum tree branch, taking off some of the new growth as we do this time of year. And, uh, man, I cut my fucking finger. Yikes. Quite quite robustly <laughs> yeah i'm bleeding like a stuck pig i gotta go into my truck and pull out a wad of i don't know towel that's hardly uh clean <laughs> i'm bleeding all over the place i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna do i survey the damage it's not overtly or overly serious but we've we've cut it we've cut down a couple of layers here okay gotcha <clears throat> Anyway, I make a couple of calls. Lucky for me, unlike a huge chunk of the world, I have a family doctor. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's early enough in the afternoon. It was one o'clock when I bought the pruners. It's two o'clock now. I call around. I don't want to tax the emergency room situation because it's not an emergency. It's right on the line between do I keep this taped and super glued shut for like two weeks? Like I'm a minor league catcher in 1991? <laughs> or do I go get this dealt with professionally? I would call my doctor. They've got a they've got a extra sort of a locum or whatever it's called in the office. They can fit me in an hour later. 
I'm blessed to be in that position. Yeah. I take the appointment, I scooch in, I slide. I, I'll take the appointment, I'll see you in an hour. Lucky, like lucky me, right? I say it's not bad, blah, blah, blah. I roll into the waiting room. Here's where it gets good. I roll into the waiting room yeah. at my little medical clinic. I talk to the front desk. Right? I sit down. Yeah. I've got my mask on as we do, right? In these situations. Who walks through the front door and sits down beside me? My buddy Cam from Garden Works. <laughs> what are the chances? Long time no see. Long time no see. Never seen him before. Probably will never see him again. But we saw each other within the span of two hours. Did he have the, the Falco's forearm <laughs> bite him or what? He had his vest on. He had his name tag still on. Yeah. He looks over at him and he goes, hey, you were in the store today. <laughs> I go, yeah, I was, Cam. Yeah, I was. <laughs> He sits down beside me. We kind of look, kind of laugh. And I'm like, God, life's funny. Like small town, like Victoria's a small town. Laugh. I, uh, I hold, <laughs> I hold up my middle finger on my left hand. It's got a big bloody rag around it. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, Cam, those Falcos bit me, man. They bit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We share a laugh, a couple laughs. Next thing I know, uh, the a nurse or a, a sort of an administrative assistant at the clinic takes him up, and it's like toodaloo, see you later, right? And away he goes. Yeah. I go into the other room, get a couple of get a couple of stitches, a couple of zippers, a couple of zap ties in my finger, and um, it was quite quite a day. Oh man, yeah, it was just it was just too funny. All of a sudden, he's just I just saw him walk in. I'm like, what are the chances that this cat is walking in on me? What are the chances he has a family doctor in BC? <laughs> well, that, well, that too. Well, that too. Yeah, it was yeah. too. It was too funny, man. I was. No, that's cool. It was pretty great. I haven't cut myself in a long time, and nice to draw a little blood. <laughs> Make you feel alive again. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't like it's like you were very. We were we were talking, and um, kind of in between. The incident and then like you going to the doctor and you were very even about it, like very even killed very level yeah kind of matter of fact about it and and um we were planning the pod when i was bleeding to death <laughs> right but remember uh there was a, a kind of adjacent to that conversation one of the things that crossed your mind that you said to me was one of the things you remember saying to me about your hand and i was joking with you about you need your hands for your work <laughs> and for your pleasure Totally, totally. <laughs> so then, so then, so then I say to the this nice young doc who I'm who I'm who I eventually am dealing with. Also, this happened on the happened at work, but I can't say that, right? Right. right. So I'm lying to the doctor about where this happened, and she knows I'm lying to her about what happened, <laughs> right? Like she's snick, she's legit snickering at me, right? Sure. And then, and then actually, and then she kind of makes a bit of an offside comment and I kind of checked her on. I was like, I don't think you can say that in 2024 as a joke. And she's like, you're right. I can't. Let's keep that between us. And I was like, boom, we both have leverage. You know, I'm lying that this didn't happen at work. (laughs) And I know that that probably, you probably should have kept that inside or worded that sentence differently. And then she got in real tight and she said, I I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm a doctor in British Columbia. (laughs) She's like, I can, I'll, I can move wherever. <laughs> There's no the way they're gonna. I'll move to Italy, asshole. <laughs> I could get a job anywhere. Sorry, continue. So then I say to her uh, as she's zipping me up, and um, we got things under control. Took a couple of, took a couple of needles in the, in the finger. No big deal. And then she, I say to her, um, so, uh, 
you think I can play beer league hockey tomorrow night? <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> yeah. And she says, well, I mean, not like, not in, not if you want these these stitches to stay in place and not break open and like your your fingers to heal because no matter if you you work indoors you work outdoors you work on a computer all day you work you know whatever everyone needs their hands it, for sure you know you're a physiotherapist you're a teacher you're a insert job you need your fucking hands yep and she's like, and I'm like, can I play, uh, can I play beer league hockey tomorrow night? And she's like, well, not if you want these stitches to stay in, dumbass. No, you can't. <laughs> this isn't game six of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, playoffs. that's right. <laughs> I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a spike in the leg to play through an ACL. <laughs> yeah, I would for the Wildman. Anyway, yeah, it's been a slow second half for me in my in my uh, in my um, fading hockey career, and uh, yeah, it looks like another day off another another game off for me but uh it's your yeah. livelihood <laughs> that's right that's right it's all right you'll be back out there anyway shout out to cam at garden works on blankensop all good guys a guys a customer service genius <laughs> and he's got a memory like a <laughs> like a rock love it <laughs> so speaking of uh dealing with injuries and and affecting your recreational sports career in your 40s mm-hmm. um you were coaching basketball the other night, as you ought to do, and I know you were coaching earlier tonight as well. Cause oh, yeah, I got to get into that. You're, you're a busy guy, and we can come back to that when I hear about the Raptors, as, as I know our listeners do as well. Sure. But uh, one of our buddies uh, had an incident. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod had a, a situation playing a little three-on-three on the other side of the court, which we often do, like some of the adults play a little three-a-side while Justin's over there uh, you know, uh, teaching the kids uh, the fundamentals of uh, – Putting the fun in fundamentals. Exactly. Yeah. So to the point, uh, our buddy uh, had like a lower leg injury, we'll call it. And then- I just caught it. I was, you know, as we were working ball handling on the kid's side, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this guy kind of limp, limp to the side in, you know, pretty delicate fashion. And it was concerning to me. We've talked about before uh, my fear of the Achilles tendon tear. Oh, yeah. Cold sweats in the night. Happens all the time. And this, to me, again, I didn't see the actual incident. I just saw the aftermath, and it looked it looked close, if not that category, to me at a distance. That's some scary stuff. And our buddy is a very active guy. Um, he's super, super active uh, playing basketball, plays a lot of tennis. And this is his first time on Tuesday night, too, so... He was just kind of making the rounds and getting warmed up, and it was just getting started. And then, yeah. Ugh. But we got the report uh, from his partner. Wait, so... Uh, oh, sorry. Another one of the Tuesday nighters and the our friend, the UW honk, comes down to me, and he looks like he's seen a ghost. Oh. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. He he says... I, haven't, I hadn't talked to him yet at that point, and I said, what's going on? And he looks, like, pale and shook. And in not doing well, he's like, I think, I think that, I think our friend of the pod just pulled his Achilles tendon, man, and I'm tripping out. Yeah. And I was like, what? I, and then I, just to reiterate what I just said, I was like, yeah, I saw him limping off and it looked bad. Yeah. It looked bad. That'll turn your stomach. I'm sure like seeing that and then knowing like. My biggest, my biggest fear. Yeah. Knowing the, the layoff ahead, knowing that like 
us all being very active as well, but then also just in your day-to-day life, having to wear a boot and the rehab in your 40s. And like you're everyone, gonna, I just said everyone needs their hands. Everyone needs their their feet. Yeah, yeah. We got kids to chase around, have sure. fun with. You got to do your job, whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. you don't want to be in a walking boot and going to rehab forever. And then you know, beautiful BC, we love you. But the 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 list for surgeries is the, the sorry the wait for surgeries can be kind of long. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. So turns out positive news is it? Yeah. Better than it could have been. It's not worst case scenario. Yeah. Just a... Tor- just a <laughs> torn calf. Torn anything's bad. Yeah. But calf versus Achilles, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the timelines are. I flunked out of med school at Duke. <laughs> but, I mean, better, I think, than if yeah. it was the Achilles. One thing I'll say, and we can move on from this, and I may have said it before, but... I remember I've had some Achilles issues. I've never tore it, but I've had some 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 nagging injuries with it. And I remember talking to a PT about it, and they were saying part of the reason the healing takes so long is because you just don't have the same blood flow in that part of your body. If you think about it, you're not getting that blood flow down to your Achilles. You're not, you know, it's one of those things you got to put it up. You can ice it and stuff like that, but it's not the same as if you, I don't know, like a you got like a sore elbow or a knee or a joint that you can just kind of you know, rice and just take care right, of. Right. So it's a scary one, especially as you get older. And I mean, you can see. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers as we saw that thing recoil in his, in <laughs> his, up his, his green New York Jets socks. Yeah. It's another example of why I hate AstroTurf. But mm. anyway, it's wow. a different conversation. <laughs> I don't, I'd say that's a combination of AstroTurf and age. And like, yeah, that's why this is so topical because this shit's happening to people of our age. It's more likely I've seen that it's it's definitely, especially over 40, men of their 40 staying active. And then also just generally, I think over 30. Yeah. And hey, young man's game, basketball. It's our favorite sport, but. <laughs> High impact. No kidding. Yeah. So I mentioned a couple of moments ago that we wanted to get the update on the Raptors. How are things going with uh, our favorite uh, youth basketball team? The U11 Carnarvon Raps? That's right. I'm like Darko without the accent. <laughs> For, let's back up to the other team. I co-coach with episode eight or, or nine, Coach Nat. Um you know what? The Tuesday night, you guys have, you and your family have gotten busy with the uh, martial arts on Tuesday night, so we don't see you of often, as often, which is too bad. But the, our community Tuesday nights are still going going really well. Jamal, aside from any Achilles tendon scares, um, we had some new blood the other night, which was really nice. Like, energy still good. Also, our SJD school team, as mentioned in the last app, SJD decided not to match my offer from the University of Michigan, so I will <laughs> be moving soon. But um, yeah, some nice moments with the uh, with the school team too. These um, these kids, man, school season is is crazy these days. I mean, again, it's elementary. Calling it basketball is a bit of a compliment, but um, still a lot of fun. Uh, one of the highlights, a personal highlight, was um, refing. We played uh, another uh, elementary school, grade fours and fives from from not too far, a couple kilometers down the street, maybe a mile and a half for those of you listening in Virginia and God. Do we appreciate you listening wherever you are? Um, I was refing this sort of refing coaching this game, and one of the one of the parents on the uh, of the other team 
lo and behold was an old friend of mine from deep dark black creek and a and a young woman at the time that man i had a massive crush on hey down yeah so always great to see her in the stands and uh try to make some some eye contact you know and maybe try to connect i know she lives in the community it's not the first time we've crossed paths but always just nice to see her and let her know that you know the grass is always greener (laughs) still got it yeah still got it out here (laughs) and if your kid in that headband talk any kind of noise i'll throw i'll throw a little braid in with three y's out of this gym (laughs) faster than you can say him up quick real quick <laughs> for breaking my heart <laughs> <laughs> oh man technical for a mom breaking my heart years decades ago <laughs> and then going over to the carnarvon raps and and give me a moment on this one jc so we had a game just a couple hours ago just up the street from here and um we are about three quarters of the way through with with this u11 team that i'm co-coaching and man, couple of couple just a quick pointers, and any of you out there coaching your kids in any sport can relate to this, and this is really cool. We we're playing this team tonight, and they have the size on us, and they've got the experience, more of an older team than we have. But these these young girls on on my squad, man, they were battling, right? They were yeah. battling, and the and this other team again had the size, and there was like some complaining about some of the sort of the gamesmanship, and okay, and and like some of the, the my players were complaining about, oh, like you know, it's the first time I've heard like a complaint about a dr- number thirties being a little bit egregious out there, right? Sure. That's the first time I've heard any of that. So that was that was kind of cool. But then the second half, and and we don't get me wrong, we took the loss tonight, but in the second half, we we couldn't shoot the ball very well in the first half. And again, this is elementary school basketball. Calling it basketball is such a compliment. But we get to the second half, we start we make a couple of shots and things tighten up. And again, for the first time in the season of this team, man, this gym starts to get intense. Oh, yeah? And the crowd starts to get pretty boisterous. And you can feel with every basket, the parents of either team are into the game. It could be the Friday night, a few happy hours floating around for different groups of people, (laughs) right? But, man, there's a little bit of emotion in the gym. To the point where I say to my daughter Quincy on the on the bench when she comes off, I say, "Hey Q, you feel how the like the gym's kind of like excited with every hoop and we're trading baskets? Like there's a there's some energy here." And she looks at me, she's like, "Yeah, this, this is pretty neat." Like she could feel it, right? Yeah. And and again, these are young kids, so to feel that little tweak of energy where things are just ratcheted up just a little bit for a, a chunk of time was uh was pretty wonderful man and you can't you can't really beat that that's so good man that's cool that's the stuff that fuels the fire i have vivid memories of moments in my youth basketball career where we had those those instances where you could just kind of hear Uh you're not really hearing anything distinct from the crowd like like as a player you're not picking out any sort of instruction or anything but you just know that palpable buzz that energy and like you said it's some of the potentially first time you feel that in your life and your career or whatever you want to call it and it's ooh 
gets you hooked to intoxicating it, it's a, it's it a sure does yeah no it sure does and that's that's the first time i felt it at this age group and with these kids and in yeah. a long time too it was it was it was pretty cool man it was pretty cool the other thing i want to say and this goes for the sjad team and and certainly this team and again we're about three quarters of the way through the season with these with these kids man the it's so cool to see the improvement. Yes. Like the improvement is so obvious now and so wonderful. And of course there should be improvement because these kids have now have a basketball hand, a basketball in their hand a couple times a week, but really, really clear tonight. And you could just, you could just see, you could just see it. The wheels are churning. Things are a little bit smoother. Pretty neat to see that improvement after these months of, of working with these kids and and again long obviously long 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 way to go and but uh pretty neat to see to see some of these kids these are grade three four fives you know and and they're oh man yeah so really neat really um really good stuff that's why that's why people coach and that's certainly why this year that's been the best part of my experience sort of diving into the coaching realm and i mean i don't really care about w's and l's but these two these two things are important to me and it was pretty neat tonight in the gym gym was rocking that's awesome i know um, i've heard and talked to some of the parents and they're really um happy that you're in the fold and thank you for your service and doing that because you're volunteering your time and it's a labor of love and like you said like refing being patient with it being patient with like just running the drills and but when you see those little milestones that pop yep. up or you have yep. these instances like this on a Friday night, yeah, because that's just, that's foreshadowing, right? Like I, you can, that's a beauty sport right there. Yeah. Yeah. You can remember, I'm sure like we will share some stories uh, in future pods, but man, is there anything more exciting when the, on a Friday night when the gym's rocking and you're, you're on the, that main stage? No Friday night lights. It's awesome. That's the best. It's it is the, the best. best. It is the best. It's the best. So even that little glimpse tonight was, yeah, pretty electrifying. Shock me like an electric eel. Yeah, it was nice, <laughs> man. It was nice. Welcome back. Going to talk a little bit of the NFL. We had the Final Four, and now we're down to two. Super Bowl, it's the week off before the Super Bowl. Where we're going to recap how we got here. So let's start with the late game. Uh, Detroit went to San Francisco and came out, punched them in the mouth, scored a bunch early, went up 17, and then things got dark. Dan Campbell's going for fourth downs that probably shouldn't have, maybe should have kicked a few times where he uh, went for it, got a couple turnovers and bad spots, and San Francisco got rolling, and here we are. 49ers in the Super Bowl. You got any thoughts there? The uh, Cinderella has gone home. Yeah, kind of sad to see Detroit get get bounced, especially up 17 at one point. They were up 17 at one point. Eminem's flicking people off he in is. the stands. He, he's flipping that classic eight-mile bird, right, with his thumb out and his stitches in the air, right? <laughs> um, yeah, this good game. Both games, both games quite entertaining, though, yes. right? San Fran Detroit the second game was quite good from from Santa Clara and the first game um Lamar and the Ravens versus KC was also like two good games like you can't yeah. ask for much more great day of viewing if you were able to enjoy it yeah for sure you had the two number one seeds <clears throat> only one gets through Baltimore we'll talk about that briefly you know there's been a lot of 
it's like a disappointment for the Ravens. They're, they're at home. They've been rolling teams, yeah. just getting it done, running the ball super well. And then they just kind of forgot who they were. They didn't run the ball that much. Kind of weird passes. Uh, Lamar throws a bad pick late in the game to kind of ice it for Kansas City. Kansas City is not the Kansas City of, of past years where just running and gunning and Mahomes is throwing down, obviously, to like Tyreek Hill and stuff. You still got Kelsey who had a great game, but... Their defense is really leading the the cause. For them. I was just gonna say, and well put by you. Their defense was incredible. Yeah, they're sort of defense forward and offense secondary, which is saying something. Lamar couldn't really <clears throat> scramble like he did. You gave me a great stat the other day about stat, stat of the day. Uh, Brock Purdy had almost as many rushing yards, and he's not a mobile he had guy. Four less than Lamar. If you would have told me that uh-uh. Sunday morning, I would have uh, laughed at uh, you. Uh, no way. I would have put that down on my bet stamp app. No way. Yeah. So, Lamar, you know, just bad day to have a bad day to quite, uh, quote you from a couple pods ago. And it's going to be a long, long offseason in Baltimore. Would, the Super Bowl would look a lot different as we're a few days removed now. And, and again, those are great games. But it, what, it, what if it was Baltimore v. Detroit in Ooh. the Super Bowl, right? Like that's – I don't know if that's more juicy, but it it still carries pretty heady stuff. Like that's also exciting, right? It shows you how sort of razor thin the, marg- the margins here are just like business. Exactly. I agree with you too. Like I think – for me, I would have rather have seen that, mm. but I think, you know what? The NFL is so excited to have these two kind of marquee brands and teams with Kansas City and San Francisco. I've already seen a little bit of fatigue for Kansas City in particular with sure. all of the Taylor Swift, sure. Kelsey, Circus, and yeah. then like, you know, some people aren't huge Mahomes fans as well, but... but you know, it's going to be a great game. It's a rematch from the Super Bowl a few years Lots back. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one was a great one, too. That came down to the end, Kansas City winning. So, you know, there's revenge on the table. A lot of talking points here. It's pretty interesting. We'll get into more of them uh, next week when we do, like, a more in-depth preview. At the moment, the last line I saw was San Francisco was two-point favorites right now. So you're just talking about razor-thin margins, and that's that's basically a push. Like, Vegas is never going to give it a push. Wait, which brings me to my next point, Jamal. Yes. I wanted to say this. I was thinking about this today. Um, who says it's almost a push? I do. <laughs> and the people in Nevada. Yes. The city, the sin city known as. Ooh, Las Vegas. Where the Super Bowl is happening. That's right. Now, let's just rewind quickly. Let's just rewind. And again, we're in bed with Betstamp. We're in bed with the betting the mm-hmm. betting world, right? And good for us. Me and my girl, we That's- got a relationship. <laughs> We'll dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and make a couple of shackles on the back and you're goddamn right we will. But but isn't it crazy? Let's just take a step back. Let's take a step back from the DraftKings world and your your bet stamp world and your BCLC world, however you, you like to get down and dirty. It was only 2015 that the commissioner of the NFL said, you know, we're not going to get in to gambling like we're about integrity we're about integrity right we have no interest in in gambling fast forward seven slash eight quick years yep not only are they realizing the money that they can make from all these companies and they've completely abandoned that 
philosophy. But but the actual Super Bowl, the granddaddy event of them all in North American sports, if not, you know, maybe aside from the World Cup, the biggest sporting event in the world, yep. is happening in Las Vegas, right? It wasn't so long ago these people in positions of power in these organizations were so worried about the, the bookies and the lines and the money affecting the outcomes of these games. Fuck so quickly, and I emphasize the F word so quickly. We've forgotten about that. Oh yeah. And now we're not only do we have a team in Vegas, the, this big big game is happening there, and and bet your pants off, like lose your house. Who gives a shit? I'm, <laughs> I'm over over accentuating here, but do you get my point? Like this oh, is yeah. this is a wild and a very 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 quick turnaround here, JC. This has happened so quick. It is. It's so so quick. Yeah. Thanks, Raj. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goodell totally, like you said, was was uh, trying to look very uh, puritanical, and here we are. Uh, the word. game, the game is at the big spaceship in the desert. That uh, yeah. Raj's big... face is on the sphere <laughs> with it, with a drafts a DraftKings logo logo in his earlobe. That pierced <laughs> ear you had in '01. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but isn't that crazy? That turnaround in time, it is. It wasn't totally so long crazy. ago they were poo-pooing anything that had to do with betting, right? Yeah. And then they got a sniff of like the money that the NFL could make, and the owners sort of thought, "Hey, hey, hey, whoa, 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 let's let's reexamine this." It's happening state by state, jurisdiction by jurisdiction, and then they realized the impetus, and now it's 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 everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. And you're right. It's spot on. It's so ubiquitous that the books are even in some of the stadiums, right? Like. We we had some friends have like been in a in an arena in a stadium and made, made a in bet. in ba- in game bets. Yeah. So man, I mean, money talks, right? So that's where we got. But it is it's it's going to be interesting. We haven't had this before in Vegas. Like, I imagine this weekend Vegas is going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I, you been I to Vegas? No, drove drove by it, but I haven't been there. You ever you never spent a night at the Golden Nugget? <laughs> I have not. I Did have you get not. married in front of an Elvis impersonator? <laughs> oh man, there's with no clocks, just feeding you drinks. Recycled air. Recycled air. Yeah. Just there's I mean, you know, our guy Wimby said he's like, This is a dystopian. <laughs> I think he's right. I've never been to Vegas either. I haven't been to Vegas either, but yeah. I, yeah. That's saying I won't it doesn't, ever it's, go, but yeah. I, I don't it doesn't appeal to me. Nor really. I. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I bet you there's gonna be it's gonna be nuts oh. next week. Oh. Yeah. S- speaking of capitalism. Oh my god. <laughs> peak peak capitalism on display, yeah, for sure. Uh speaking of which I wanted to kind of joke around about this you know they always have these wild prop bets that always uh come up about the super bowl like things like how long will the halftime show be you know you can bet down to the second or whatever like you know how many uh, will will usher have little john make an appearance will um how many you know it's not just a typical like over under two touchdown passes is uh, is usher gonna go all the way back and sing my way (laughs) yeah I know, man. It's deep cuts. What kind of what's going to be in the medley? I'm sure there's bets as to like uh-huh. which songs are going to be there. Of course, like, how long the national anthems will be like? What the the flyover is going to be? There's so many random bets. There's going to be like 
over unders on Taylor Swift. I'm sure camera like oh, cuts. appearances. Yeah, appearances. Apparently, and, she's got a concert in Tokyo the day before. Yeah, and she's got a you know if she wants to support her 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 new love, you know she's got a cross con continental whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, get, she's got to get to Las Vegas in. You know, it's tight. The timelines are twi- tight between the end of her show in Tokyo and to get to Sin City for uh, for kickoff. Yeah, just hop on that PJ and, and make go, it happen, I and, guess. Yeah, and go, you know, in reverse rotation of the earth and try and hopefully the timelines allow it. I bet the NFL is probably going to... we are never, ever, ever <laughs> getting back together. I bet the NFL's got like a fucking like concord or some sort of like yeah. sound barrier breaking like vessel ready for her because they just want. I saw some. Stat. I mean, I'm into it, man. I saw some the other day that they were saying the revenue that she's generated is in the hundreds of millions. I think it was like oh, eclipse for like, the NFL. Yes, I, I saw some. I think Swifties are watching the NFL to see her. Yes. And just like yeah, just and I think also just the um, demographic of like bringing all these new eyeballs right, right. of women that typically wouldn't want to watch are now like, what's she wearing? Like, Did you see the videos of her and Travis Kelsey on the field after the game? Like, sort of, um, she was sort of uh, conjoling him, and the vibes were high. Post game celebration, there saw was she like, smooched him. There was a couple of smooches. Okay, yeah, and some yeah. whispering in the ears, and I think it, I think the love's real. I think it's real, and I think Raj Goodell and and uh, Jerry Jones and everybody else has got like dollars yeah. in this. Keep it rolling. Loves this. They yeah. love this. This yeah. is this is. They love love. They. Lo- <laughs> hey, it is it is the month of Valentine's Day. So. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but, quickly, quickly. Yes. It now Travis Kelsey. Uh, he was like he caught like 11 passes in the last game i think it was 11 for yeah. 11 on receptions you're right now previously he had, he had a bit of a dip there he's 33 been in the league a long time he's won two super bowls yep him and mahomes have been connected at the hip they it, they feel like when you watch them play like they they're like in simpatico right like they have stockton malone yeah they yeah. have they have espn <laughs> I got it. That's a joke. It. Thank you, Jamal. Yeah. Thank you for getting that. I appreciate that. Um, and they and also the way they they adapt and um, what's the class that used to go to when you they ad lib they oh improv the way they improv off each other on a broken play they they can sort of read each other and they stay connected. So here's my question: Yes, is Travis Kelsey the best tight end of all time? No. Okay, so who's better? Wait, Gronk. wait, wait, wait. I got a couple options. <laughs> okay, got okay, it. I, okay. So is Gronk better? Yes. Yes. Is Tony Gonzalez better? Ooh. Go Bears. <sighs> Played both football and basketball at Cal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's close. It's close. I Think would, about it. I would say I don't know have the numbers in front of me. Stats. We don't need the numbers. Recency bias. Kelsey? Okay, good. I'd agree. What about Antonio Gates? I think he's a Hall of Famer. He is. Uh, San Diego. Superchargers. Also a basketball player. Yeah. Um, Is there any other tight ends in that conversation for you? Give me your tight end depth chart. (laughs) Gronk. Gronk. Kelsey. Kelsey. Is there anyone else? Oof. It gets thin after that. I mean, like, not thin. There's there's a lot of elite guys, but I don't... Luke Wilson? (laughs) <laughs> you still have a mullet? 
TSN's Luke Wilson. <laughs> um, shout out to the Seahawks. Yeah, I think I think those are the the top yeah, two. Some, I'd agree. Some may say one A, one B. For me, the way I distinguish between them, I'm not gonna get into the whole rings talk per se, but Gronk blocked. He blocked better than Kelsey. Kelsey feels like more of a receiver, and I also yes. think that Gronk Gronk was like prime Gronk before all the banged up injuries and stuff. I mean, he was Tom Brady's uh, guy go to. He was Good a security. Point. Gronk was unstoppable. You're Six, right. Six seven. Yeah. Yep. Could uh, lots of yards after the catch. Yeah. Yep. End zone. Uh, sorry, red zone threat uh, out of this world. Even late stage Gronk uh, in the Tampa Bay years, he he you know got the job done. I like your point. You're right. Kelsey was. Kelsey's more receiver, yeah. Whereas Gronk was more tight endy, yeah. Kind yeah. of like he's got that. Yeah. He even has that like look, the whole like yeah. feel. I mean, dude could have. We talk about former basketball players. He could have been a basketball. He's sure. six seven. I don't sure. know two whatever sixty whatever. Yeah. But um, I, I just gotta say Gronk. I I, I feel that uh, Gronk. What are your fair, thoughts? That's a fair answer. No, that's a fair answer. It's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of recency bias, but. I might lean Kelsey, but only because I might lean more of a receiving tight end. Yeah. But, yeah, I think any of those three or four I just listed are right there. And I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Yep. I have one more one more thing. I'll heap a little bit of praise on Kelsey. He There are different types of uh, pass catchers in that. Like, Gronk always kind of – I had this idea of him kind of streaking across the middle – or kind of like he's always in motion, yeah. if that makes sense. Like yeah. he's running, he's downfield, whereas Kelsey's finding these little pockets and zones and making these like really intricate cuts, like very... Kelsey seems like a pretty smart, astute, defensive reader. Yeah. I would say if I had to put a basketball equivalent, I would say uh, Gronk was like Shaq, and Kelsey is more um, of a, of a Shaq, five. Shaq, <laughs> Kelsey's more of a like Jokic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little, little more yeah, that's dynamic. Fair. That's fair. I get that. Like I get finding that. those gaps. I get that. Yeah. Gronk's still on the Fox pregame? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. He's the youngest guy probably on that pregame. Huh. I think everybody else. How the hell did Gronk end up at University of Arizona? He's from like Buffalo or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's that famous picture of him on his recruiting trip to Ohio State at the game, and he's like so hungover, <laughs> and he's got like bedhead <laughs> times a thousand, and he's like standing there with this like stupid look on his face and the lanyard around his neck, and he's, yeah. you can tell he's just like, oh, <laughs> I've slept like ninety minutes. <laughs> ninety minutes. <laughs> it's true. I bet it's true. If at all. Gronk, you know what? I'm actually, we'll move on from here in a moment, but I'm more surprised in a way that he's on the Fox pregame show and he's not on WWE. Yeah. He, like could, I think, he could be. I think he could be. I, yeah. I thought there was going to be a world where it's like him and The Rock are like, uh, you know, making these appearances, whatever. Tampa, Florida, Friday, yeah. March 18th, Gronk's <laughs> coming. And Gronk was in Tampa too. He did a, he did a tour duty with the Bucks, right? Yeah. Won another Super Bowl, Tommy. Yeah, not a bad place to end up. Hmm. Fire the cannons. So last time we talked uh, NFL last week, I believe we were um, kind of talking about the coaching carousel, and we had two jobs that had not been spoken for, and now they are. And I just wanted to talk about that for a moment. Mike McDonald, who? 
Because your kiss, your kiss is on my lips. A lot of music out of me tonight. I'll stop. Sorry. I like it. I like it. Not that Michael McDonald, but I do love the serenade. But Mike, Mike McDonald uh, is the new coach at our local. He's a 12. Seattle welcomes him. He hired Leslie, Leslie uh, Frazier to accompany him today. Saw that. And uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn of the uh, Atlanta Falcons not so prestigious run he, he was a decent uh hc there but he was but had a really really solid run here as the dc for uh, dallas cowboys yeah and he got out of town when the getting's good and goes to their rival essentially and goes to the the commies and he's he's gonna be the coach of washington interesting yeah um i like mike mcdonald 36 michigan and baltimore ravens ties yep i like that i like that higher He's a DC, um, or he formerly a DC. Formerly a DC. Yep. And I like that hire for the Seahawks. Now, the only thing I would say that it's interesting in that I loved Pete Carroll, and it felt like they kind of fired Pete Carroll. Paul Allen's wife, who's now pulling the strings, had lost her uh, energy for Pete. It it felt like they fired Pete. If you're gonna fire Pete, you should know exactly who you want. Yeah, <clears throat> this didn't feel like that to me. It was kind of like they they found someone later. However, I like this hire. Pete more an offensive guy. This guy clearly clearly a def- a defensive guy as you just mentioned. So, bit of a change there. He's all in on on Gino for at least another year. I like this hire for the Seahawks, our local here. Book your Clipper tickets. We're going to a game. I li- I like this hire. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm biased. He was at Michigan for a while. But he seems like a smart guy. He's the same age as you. He's only 36. So, <laughs> so I mean, it feels good. Dan Quinn in Washington. Eh, chalky kind of ch- high. Ch- chalky higher. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the interesting thing to me is that the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, Bill mm. Belichick, who is out there and available for anyone who wants him, seems to be seems to be that he's going to be sitting out for another year that he's not going to be coaching this year in the nfl which is crazy now maybe next year with whatever openings are i thought he might land in philly with the eagles if they've hired if they fired sat santriani uh, Sirianni. thank you um but yeah he he's looks like he's going to be sitting out at that next year this time next year he'll be 73 yeah you know you're not going to hire him for rebuild you're not going to hire him for more than a couple of years so maybe just maybe the greatest coach in the history of the nfl which who who has all this acclaim and people love and adore and put up on a pedestal and partly rightly so but maybe he's done maybe it's a wrap maybe he's done and you know he's in his late his early mid 70s he could run for president of the united states because that's what we good like. point we like him old good point <laughs> old and moldy <laughs> jokes aside i'm with you great call out I, it's um I thought he would have landed somewhere with one of these teams, him and Rabel as his protege as well. I thought both of these guys would be, uh, you know, just trading outfits uh, for yeah. new teams. And, and I think the reason, and then let's move on, but I think the reason that Belichick didn't get hired is because at this point, he's always operated like sort of coach, GM, made all the decisions, and and now at 72, and also other teams aren't prepared to, like, give up all that control, right? So yes. they're like... You know, he probably, and I'm just reading the tea leaves, and he probably wants to come in and make those decisions, and nobody wants to kind of throw him the keys to the car, and can't blame him. 
I want to. I want to. I want to trade back. Yeah. I want to trade back. Yeah. And I want to trade back. I want to give up my first rounder for three third rounders so I can draft three tight ends. <laughs> this, this guy is the sixth sixth best rated quarterback. I'm, yeah. I want him. It's exactly. My first rated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And but, hold on. Let's go back. Let's just tie that in. Then let's just tie that into the aforementioned San Francisco 49ers heading into the Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's handing him the ball? But none other than Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the NFL draft, and that's Brock Purdy. Yes. Who's taking a lot of shit all over the place. That's my quarterback. And partly rightly so. But but pretty interesting uh, sort of the dynamics here as as – we got Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback of our generation or this last decade. Yep. And then we got a guy who, again, was the last pick of the draft. People kind of crapping on him, but man, he's getting it done. And I kind of, I kind of like it. It's cool. And you look at his record, the uh, wins and losses. I don't know what it is off of my head, but maybe I don't know. He's, he hasn't lost many in starting. You can argue last year the Super Bowl might have been a repeat of this if he didn't get mm-hmm. injured in that Philly game and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. NFC Conference uh, final. So guys making plays like yeah. he's getting dubs. Yep. Right? Like no question Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than him, but I know that this is not an exactly in a direct comparison, but like but there was times when it seemed like speaking generally that Lamar wasn't making plays, not that that's his fault, but it, like it, he didn't win the game and Brock made made plays to win the game bottom exactly. bottom line yeah he did move he, on survive in advance exactly people call him a game manager or whatever he had like kind of a bad oh, so. start right, to the game so. the week prior but you know what he he's been getting it done he's still there i saw who was it like cam newton who's maybe taken a few hits yeah. but can or too few too many hits he uh I believe said he's like oh he's only the 10th that's why he wears all his- those crazy hats <laughs> yeah cover up that mop too yeah but um he was saying something i believe it was him i have to double check but something to the effect of he's the 10th best player it was. team it was you know what it doesn't matter i mean you surrounded him with so much talent but he's yeah. getting the job done yeah so hey he could be the one last guy standing could uh dethrone uh mahomes and those guys uh, a couple weeks from now so two weeks out where are you leaning on this game right now you, you gave us a spread so where are you leaning it's gonna be tight. I always say that, but it's gonna be tight. I think it's we're not a, holding you to this yet. You got one more week. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm just. It's just hard to go against 15, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. saying yeah. Kansas City right now because I think the defense is so good, good enough to keep them in it. San Francisco's got a great defense too, but you saw the Lions came in there and put the wood to them early, and it, they didn't make a couple of decisions that were debatable. Mm-hmm. Might be having a different uh, matchup here, so I think what's even the though, the, what's the name of the cat that went from the Washington Commies to to the Forty Niners? Oh yeah, Chase um, Young. Young. Yeah, Chase Young. Yep, former Ohio State Buckeye. Hey, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was that seemed like they're just dollars for pennies there yeah. that trade but anyway um i think yeah you're <sighs> leaning you're leaning kc two leaning, weeks out i'm leaning KC, 10 days out. leaning they've been the dog the past few weeks and they've gotten it done on the road yeah. and i just it's hard for me to just to go against them yeah yeah you have any thoughts yeah i'm i probably agree yeah we'll see we'll talk more uh, nfl next week can i briefly hit a little bit of tennis 
Give it to me. So Australian Open, um, if you don't know, uh, your guy. I love a center. Yannick Center Got it done. First Grand Slam of his career. He takes down. Carotes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The, the Carota boys are super happy. Um, the redhead gets it done, takes down uh, Medvedev in five. He's down two sets to love. Came back, showed some resolve, gets it done. And he's kind of the toast of the tennis world now. Sky's the limit. Number four in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, really just kind of distinguishing and setting himself, kind of quieting any arguments of like, does he have the ability to win the big one? He did it. And also on the women's side, Sabalenka, as we talked about, she just cruised, got the job done. Yep. And I guess just the last thing I want to hit here, just wanted to make mention of that, but Djokovic, you were and I were watching that match, and even on the last podcast, we were talking about he was down two sets to one when we were, we were oh, yeah, that's uh, podcasting. Right. That's right. And he ended up falling to center in the semifinals, uh, three sets to one. And a lot of the talk in the tennis world has been like, is Djokovic washed? And no. I just want to, exactly. No. I just want to soon. say, too soon. Too soon. Guy's not washed. He's still the GOAT. He had a bad day. And no, he's going to be back. This is a big year for him. I think he's. Focusing his tensions, uh, probably. He's got that cheese running through him, man. He's got that, <laughs> got that goat cheese. That's no, right. That. That's right. I think he's going to be back uh, with a vengeance. It wasn't goat cheese, JC. What was it? Donkey cheese. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. There it is. I think he is going to retool and he's going to be back. Paris is a big, um, just a big venue in the tennis season this this year because you have Roland Garros, the French Open, as always, is going to be there. But then, which uh, is when? Which is when? Uh, May. It's going to be early mid May. I can't. Couple recall. months. Yeah, yeah, a couple months, and we'll we'll be on the Terrabat too. But also this year is an Olympic year, and the Olympics happen to be in Paris. And Novak has made intentions uh, known that he he wants to compete in the Olympics, hmm. even at this kind of late stage of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually I, a young person's tournament. Exactly. Yeah. The conditions usually aren't like great for the like the Olympics. It's kind of more of like an afterthought for mm-hmm. tennis. Mm-hmm. But I think him, he's got so much pride in uh, being Serbian. I think just as an aside, I wouldn't be surprised if he is going to be a politician in a, in a mm. post career. Mm. You got Jokic who could give a damn about anything other than racing horses outside of his yeah. career. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think Djokovic is slowly silently kind of plotting his mm. path to the top. So just, interesting when it happens. No, I told you to. Um, so anyway, I don't think he's washed. I just want to kind of quell those thoughts and rumors. I think no. he's going to be back. No. Um, a little bit of a quiet season here. We got some, some indoor tournaments and then we're going to start hitting the clay. Um, and we'll be here to, to talk about that a little bit more. Hit the clay. That's right, man. Um, I want to jump into a little bit of NBA. And you know what? I don't really want to dive into the typical topical things of the day. I want to think about this in kind of a more philosophical way and kind of look at a few things here. Uh, I want to talk about some of these high-scoring games that have happened. I want to talk about who's difficult to guard. So we had like just crazy couple of weeks here where we had Joel Embiid come out, score 70. Carl Anthony Towns scored 67. Didn't, same didn't night. Play. I think yeah. it was 62, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. it was the same night. He yeah. had... They did it in different ways. Embiid, 21 free throws, 1-3. Yeah. Uh, a couple... Yeah, sorry. Cat had like 10 threes. Yeah, Cat sucks. 
yeah, and they, they lost. There was a whole thing with that. Yeah. But that happened. KD had a big scoring night. He was in the 60s one night. And then Luka kind of topped them all and had 73. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not KD. I'm sorry, Book. Uh, D-Book had a big night. Had 60-something. So there's this huge scoring push. And I guess what I'm going to post to you is like, we've kind of, the game has been cali- recalibrated. We, we're not in the... Uh, the 90s where we were watching these rock fights with the Knicks and the Pacers and yeah. like uh, Detroit Pistons, bad boys teams. Refs are given a lot of calls. Guys are getting to the line. Do you think we're going to see someone this year eclipse 80 points in a game? No. No. You but think I, we've but I do the- think we're going to continue to see a smattering of people continuing to score 50 to 70. Yeah. I think there's going to be someone else that we don't expect who's going to do that and i think one of the aforementioned people that you just listed is going to do it again yeah i think we're going to see you know i think we're going to see someone else score 62 i think we're going to see someone else score i think we're going to see steph curry score 67 yep i think we're going to see jalen brunson get hot one night at the garden and score 57 like i think all those are possible 80 mm, seems a little seems a little high but I think we're going to continue to see scoring go up, and I think we're going to see these games, these games, and and more of this grouping of guys scoring like this. I think that's going to continue. I agree. It's like a lot of ball dominant guys. They know how to work the refs. They know how to work a lot of things. And this, we've never shot as many threes as we do collectively as a league. That's it. So I think you're right. I think we're going to see more guys eclipsing fifty. It's going to be like fifty's the new thirty. Yeah, <laughs> which is wild. I know. It is wild. Um, staying there, I want to pose another question for you. So, Go on. <laughs> we just named a couple of these guys that lit it up recently. I'm going to give you a couple of names here, and I want you to tell me who are your kind of who? who are you? Who are the most difficult guys in the league to guard? And I'm going to give you a range. Oh, of I positions. haven't guarded any of them though, so I can't give you a fair. <laughs> but all right, I lock them all down. I bet. Just like uh, your boy. <laughs> Back in the day, the UConn stud, I forgot his name. Ben Gordon? Ben Gordon. Who lit me up like a Christmas tree? Had yeah. me guessing on every dribble? Yeah. <laughs> so, Joel Embiid, these are some names that come to mind. Embiid, SGA, we love him. Shea, good Alexander. Um, KD, Jokic, Curry, Giannis, Luka, Jalen Brunson, and Jalen Tatum. Those are just names that came to mind of, of guys that are just elite scoring talents in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Give me three, your three, no particular three top guys would be, you'd say, most difficult to guard. I know these are a range of different positions and different body types, but like if you were like had an assignment and just to say you could guard any position, who are the three guys that would make you uh, pee a little when the, the, the coach gives you your assignment at the locker room? I do have to pee. Uh, Jokic, Giannis, and maybe a tie, three-way tie between Embiid, SGA, and KD. I think Jokic is the hardest guy to guard in the league. The way he passes, the way he shoots, the way he reads it. Giannis, as mentioned in the last app, when he gets going downhill, clear the track, he's dunking on your face. (laughs) Yeah. Right? He's not going to do that forever, but he's going to do that for another five years. And then SGA, I mean, SGA is so smooth. He makes me warm. He makes me warm in the <laughs> loins the way he moves. Watching SGA, 
But Embiid and and KD and you know KD still the easy money sniper. You know, coming off that Achilles tear a few years ago, let's not forget <laughs> nightmares. So I would go Jokic one, Giannis two, and then a three way tie for Embiid, um, SGA, and and KD is three. I'm gonna do it that way. I like that. I love it. And the thing that sticks out for me with Gian- with the exception being Giannis, who doesn't really have as solid of a jumper as like the other guys you mentioned, mm-hmm. you're not blocking any of these guys' shots. No. You can't really affect their shots. The way Jokic shoots and bead, like just their height and like where their release is. And then Do you have any do you have any of these that you wanna put a bullet on? <sighs> Shea is definitely there. Embiid, I think he's just proving he can get the shot off at the elbow. He can shoot the three ball. He gets to mm-hmm. the line. Like mm-hmm. he just puts you in a torture chamber so many different ways. And he's like what seven two? I mean, he's just yeah, he's it's not fun. Shea Embiid, and if I had to go for a third, mm, I like, like. Do you I, like Tatum? Come on, you know what? I would take Luca. Luca over Tatum. Yeah, Luca's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, thing yeah. with Luca. Yeah, yeah, fair. Fair. The thing you know, I probably didn't give Luca enough uh, his rightful place. I like that call by you. And the Luca thing for me is body type because that guy is thick and solid, and you're not really getting around him. Body type? You mean like uh, <laughs> the build of a 42 year old man? <laughs> the anti dad bod squad? Like Luca? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's what, 6'7, 250, 260? I don't yeah. even know how much, depends on how much yeah. sweet tea he's drank that yeah, he's week. He's sweating gravy. <laughs> But um, jokes aside, like he can get what he wants. He's gonna get step back threes, but he can get in the lane too. Yeah, and you're not player. really blocking his, his shot. Great player, you know. So I think those would be the guys that stick out for me. You know, Curry, you're gonna be just fucking running through picks all night. That's not fun either. Yeah. Um, Tatum's a tough guard too. I mean, all these guys are tough. Brunson's gonna put a shoulder, his right shoulder, sure. in your chest repeatedly. Sure. sure. Um, but yeah, it, those are my three. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Gonna shift gears and jump into a little bit of uh, best and rest. Gonna start off with NHL. Um, there's the All Star Game happening in Toronto this weekend, kind of the center of the hockey universe. Is it ever? And everybody's there right now, mm-hmm. including, including yeah, our boy Buble. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the clip, um, Buble sitting beside Will Arnett in a press conference after they sort of do their sort of team picking for the evening, and Buble admits to the crowd. Jamal, how would you how would you word it that he's sort of he thought he a pal of his maybe one of his handlers issued him a, a microdose, but in fact it was a macro dose <laughs> of mushrooms. Of mushrooms, and for the whole thing he's kind of tripping balls. Yes, which is kind of endearing. <laughs> the fact that he admitted to it, yeah, readily like that unsolicited, yeah. Gonna, Just, it's going to cost him some money. Like income yeah. is going to be affected at a little bit. I mean, he's not worried about it, but it's still. He's a huge uh, commercial entity here in, in Canada. He's always pushing the the bubbly drinks, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I'm curious if how I think wholesome he's a, I think is. he's a commercial entity anywhere in the yeah. world, especially around the holiday season. That's true. Yeah, but uh, I wonder. And a massive hockey fan and a massive Vancouver Canucks fan, right? He just, he's just got a new single out with maybe Jason Derulo. He's okay. pushing a song, too, right now. Like He's got a lot of irons in the fire right now. You know what, though? I will say, out of all the things to, uh, whatever, you want to say, like, be unwholesome or get 
in trouble for. Like yeah. this is this is pretty funny. Like it's pretty It's pretty it's great. Pretty, all right. He didn't he didn't you know get into a domestic with anyone. No, nope, nope. good point. He didn't uh he didn't he didn't commit fraud. No. No. <laughs> he just uh, it wasn't in a like a bar altercation or acting like an idiot somewhere. Yeah. But if you would have told me at the beginning of the night, we'll put that up on the IG if you haven't seen it. Let's yeah. we'll we'll put that little clip up. Eh? If you would have given me a list though, if you said like, okay, which one of these four yeah. would be shrooming? Like uh, yeah. Justin Bieber, Will Arnett, Tate yeah. McRae, uh, or uh, Michael Bublé? I think the crooner, Buble the crooner, and, and, and as my mother calls him, the lounge lizard. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have put him. I wouldn't put him there. I put yeah. Bieber or Arnett, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Slipping into some psychedelics first, <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't imagine doing the psychedelics in 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 the ACC or whatever it's known as now, where the yeah. the Leafs and the Raptors play with eighteen thousand people and everyone's mic'd up, and I don't, I don't. Just it's not these... a category I'm super familiar with, but that doesn't seem like the place. No, just you got this huge hockey sweater on, and like you're just with these good old like uh, like guys who are just kind of you know rather would be doing yeah. other things honestly yeah. Yeah. and you're like picking this this fantasy team essentially of three on three players well to all you fathers of four out there if you're thinking you need something to just pick up your life and just add to your lifestyle i mean <laughs> maybe maybe it's micro and or macro dosing <laughs> mushrooms like if that maybe that's going to turn your crank don't knock it till you try it. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm not saying it's a it's a bad thing. It's just it's just a <laughs> just an inopportune time. Yeah, and you know you're gonna face the media too. Like, yeah. The funny thing is, I thought like I saw some of the reports and things, and I was thinking like, oh, like maybe he's like one in the bag, or like he's like have been drinking or whatever. Like it, but then I like watched the clips again. I was like, oh no, this is he's. 100% honest here like this is oh yeah you can just tell like things I saw an, I saw an angle a close-up angle of him from and it yeah he's <laughs> pupils are dilated and he's rolling <laughs> he's rolling Michael Buble Michael Buble <laughs> didn't know you got down like that yeah but again it's kind of endearing <laughs> like I'm kind of into him now <laughs> he's got a whole other swath of uh, an audience now yeah oh man anything to sell records but so, that doesn't mean I'm going to watch the All-Star game. <laughs> I'm not going to watch a fucking second of that trap. Well, you've got a bunch of your uh, beloved Canucks there. We've got like six a- Canucks, including the new addition of the Canucks, Elias Lindholm, the pickup they got from the Calgary Flames the other day. Now, this guy, and, and yeah, we will be talking hockey, especially now that we're getting into the second half, and especially because the Canucks are good and your Washington Capitals are doing okay. Yeah. But I'm back in on the Canucks. If you remember back a few episodes ago, maybe 20, uh, my frustration level was peaking, peaking. But but guess what? For all the for all the region the reasons I'm 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 back watching like periods of the Canucks Jamal and it's been a few years since I'm doing that and it's and not only that it's entertaining it's Enjoyable. entertaining as hell and not just because they're good but it's fun to watch so we have a lot of hockey and Canucks talk coming as we enter the second half of the season but no I will not be watching uh the all-star game excited the Canucks got got this guy last Lindholm from Calgary gonna add a lot of depth to the lineup 
second line center going to play on the power play scored 42 or 47 goals like just a couple years ago nice really good player free agent um uh heading into the off season so it could be a rental or maybe they sign him long term Canucks have a long history of Swedish players. It sounds like they're going to pair him with Elias Pettersson nice. on the first or second line and, and roll that way. And and adding him just sort of elongates the lineup, shuffles the deck chairs down, and just makes them that much stronger. And and as I've heard a couple of times, and, and I'm a little bit tied into the Canucks sort of media world, I mean, it sounds like the Canucks are going for it man. yeah and they're, they're going they're going like they're all in and and again as a as a long time lifelong canucks fan and supporter i mean this is just this is music to my ears especially in the dark days of the last decade where we were it was just cavernous and we were just you know we we're splunking in the caves of horn lake and so this is just <laughs> this is wonderful man it's pure joy no, I'm, I'm excited to see what unfolds, and I'm uh, excited to see if they're going to... I'm going to get you a jersey. I'm going to get you a Canucks jersey. Make you sing that. the anthem wearing the jersey. Sure, go for it. Better we'll work that. on it. Work on it. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I was, I'm wondering if they're on a collision course with uh, Edmonton Oilers, who were 16 on the trot, 16 in a row. Is that good? That's good. That's pretty good. I, I wonder what the, the odds are, if you could actually bet to see if they'd... <laughs> They don't lose for the rest of the regular season. There's probably or how, I mean, or how many more they have. Like, yeah. The crazy thing is they're only in third in their division because they had really dug themselves a hole yeah. earlier in the year, yeah. and then talk to their fired coach about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and even tonight, I mean, it's still just carried true as uh, Connor McDavid won the the skills competition, put up a million million dollars in his pocket. Well, he is the best player that our eyes will ever. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He is the best player. All our our eyes, and I mean in the collective hour, mm-hmm. our eyes will ever see. Unless you saw Gretzky in his heyday, and and I didn't. I don't think you did. If, if unless you're you know sixty, and you saw that when he scored fifty and thirty nine, and and you saw that Oof. again with your own eyes. To me, and anyone between. 25 and 45 i mean the way he skates the way he moves is spectacular period yeah yeah i hear you i had late stage gresky with like mcsorley bodyguard and and sure in la and robitaille and just you know in the office but not the same it wasn't messier and and uh still dominant i had the Easton, Easton aluminum i got for christmas one year was like it was an amazing stick with the gretzky signature on the side i was nice. buzzing for days nice for days love it yeah do you have a jofa no, no, I didn't. But Gretzky couldn't skate like McDavid. Like, yeah, you know, Gretzky's the goat. Don't get me wrong. But McDavid is breathtaking. The way he moves, the way he moves is he won the the speed skating, or I don't know what they call it. I apologize. Skater, the fastest skater. Yeah. Um, it's like thirteen point whatever. Sure. And yeah, that's not a surprise, and so he should have. He's yeah. he's a blur. I, yeah, I mean, it's kind. Of, it's it's he's wild. the Flash. It's wild to see something that was prophetic where it was like he's whatever when he was like 15 and we were already he's already in our consciousness and yeah. it's just it's carried on it's carried through like he's he's become that guy so let's so let's maybe wrap on this point as we're talking to NHL all-star um does the NHL want this all-star game is happening in Toronto and it is the mecca hockey yeah does the NHL want is is the all-star game a piece that's supposed to grow 
audience. Oh, right. Now we know most of Canada is you know devout hockey fans to generalize, right? Yep. Is the is the a is the point of the All Star Game to grow the game to a wider audience, and b it, is the NHL is your boy the Count Gary Bettman mad? <laughs> Not mad, but is he hoping that? <laughs> We got Austin Matthews, an American-born, actually an Arizona-born player, right. who's on pace for 70 goals this year. What the heck? Let's go, Poppy. He's on pace for 70, and we've got the greatest player of our generation, IMO, Connor in Edmonton. Do we need, do we need, or is it just my Canadian roots talking, do we need these players, one of these players in an American market to grow the game? Or, or does that matter? Jamal like you know what I mean like do we need Austin Matthews playing for the Rangers and do we need mm, um do we yeah. need Connor to take his talents to Chicago great question my first reaction as a as a casual and like coming from the American lens I would say yes you have Connor Bedard now I mean he's you know just just starting his career would have been an all-star but he took he's got yeah. a broken jaw yeah yeah injured i think he he participated in like the one of the the shooting competitions tonight it's first time you. back but um i think the answer is yes if you want because if you're looking at the american eyeballs right like mm-hmm. now in the states espn has rights to uh to hockey mm-hmm. the nhl so i think i remember when i lived in the u.s you didn't see uh, Canadian games because of the rights. It was weird. I was just kind of stuck in this loop of all you're seeing as like the kind of yeah. Metro division teams. Right. right. So that being said, yeah, I think if you had, you know, I, the easy reach would be like bringing guys home. So I'm thinking like, whoa, what, what if you did have uh, Matthews in Arizona? Arizona? I don't think that could happen. It's, it's possible. It'd be I don't, cool. It'd kind of be cool. It would be cool. I don't think that market's big enough. I think that like if he was in like or that said, arena's big enough, they're playing in front of like <laughs> you know sixty five hundred at Arizona State University. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think it you have it has to be one of those classic teams: Boston, uh, Rangers, even like Flyers, Devs. Uh, you've got Ovechkin in in Washington, but you yeah. know he's kind of in the Agreed. twilight of his career. Yeah. But I think it's got to be one of those big northeastern teams that's constantly and believe me as someone who lived on the east coast in the u.s for the majority of my life those teams were constantly on there's so many boring 12 o'clock caps rangers like sunday 12 o'clock games that i i endured yeah i'm just like no one's in msg but this is on because these are the the huge markets yeah so people will watch yeah so i think you know Crosby, Ovechkin. You know, in a couple of years they're going to leave, but I think there's going to have to be somebody to kind of fill that void in those huge markets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if if you had one of these guys who entered free agency, who's you know top five player in the league, they're going to grow the sport. I think this this event this weekend doesn't really do much. Just kind of you're speaking to yeah. a saturated fan base. Yeah, I think you might even grow more. We talked about it earlier. The January first, the those kind of cl- like winter classic the type outdoor games, games. Those are probably bringing in more new eyeballs, like more new viewership. So that in the brings US. that brings up a good question. So there's this break in the NFL season, the most popular North American North American sporting league. Instead of having the All Star game this weekend, yeah. do they re-engineer this 
you know, speaking, you know, sort of in hypotheticals, do they re-engineer this so a winter classic or two winter classics happens this weekend before the Super Bowl? Ooh. Right? Because the, the windows are open. Yeah. yeah, there's NBA games going on, but they're just, you know, games... 48 and 49 right there's a there's a window of opportunity here to 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 drive in some eyeballs to pull in some eyeballs do we re-engineer away mm-hmm. from this and and have a real game with all the real feels yeah right and and have that in nashville outdoors at vanderbilt and the the kraken game at um t-mobile what about even having? I mean, I know you're in the desert, but they find ways. But what? What about having like the the Super Bowl is in Vegas? You chase it with a, a sure. Vegas game, and then an sure. outdoor game. I don't know how that works in Vegas, but like something. Yeah, something of that magnitude. You've already got outdoor game on Saturday, Super Bowl on Sunday. Sure. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I like Sensible. that better. Yeah. The All Star games, even the NFL uh, all are all All Star games suck. They try to, yeah. They try to change things and like incentivize them and like no, do all this stuff. Trife. But it's it doesn't. Basically, the players are out there. They don't want to get injured. Right. Yeah. They're just like they don't want to get injured. No. No. And no. They're like maybe a bit hungover. As always, and you. It sounds like you caught more of it tonight than I did, and I'll see what happens tomorrow night. But the it's like the NBA or the All Star Saturday night or Friday night in this case. Like that's so much better than the yeah the actual game. Yeah, all the skills competitions. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing yes. Steph Thank Curry you. and uh, Sabrina Ionescu shoot threes yeah. in a couple yeah. of weeks, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe even just chasing the uh, NFL, the Super Bowl, wherever the Super Bowl is. I mean, it's typically, you know, in like California or like uh, Florida or like warm weather places. Maybe you have some, or sometimes they have the domes, right? So maybe you have a game. Uh, an outdoor game to kind of accompany it that week or something like that. You know, if the Super Bowl is in like Indianapolis or something, I don't know, like you maybe you have some sort of game nearby in, uh, in Indy somewhere. I don't know. Just it's not, out there. I, to me, it's not so much about the location. It's more about the window of viewers. Yeah. Right? Like there's nothing going on this weekend really and right. everyone's amping up for next weekend. So if the NHL especially on the aforementioned as you said the ESPN wanted to try and pull in some eyeballs, like what if we had one of these outdoor games usually designated for January 1st? What if we had one of these yeah or two of these happening on this weekend instead of the All-Star game and and people who are lukewarm or very 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 casual hockey fans could actually watch a cool event and a real game instead of, you know, the all-star game. Guys in two skating around. Yeah. Like, super hung and just just doing flybys trying not to break a sweat. Right? Yeah. No, I like that. I think that's a great idea. And uh, one other thing I'll say as well, like NASCAR, I know you're a huge NASCAR hung. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, NASCAR, this week is... uh, the Talladega, I believe, like it's their Daytona. One of the I should know this, but it's the start of their season, and it's okay. like a huge, huge race. Sure. So they saw that void. On I believe Sunday. you. Yeah, they saw that void on Sunday, and they're like, "We're gonna fill it with the kind of kick off the season with a, a marquee event." Sensible. So I think why not NHL do the same thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. La- I wanted to hit one other thing before we get out, and that is just wanted to give a shout out, kind of like a little bit somber, but we'll celebrate for a moment. Um, R.I.P. to Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Running down the beach. Yeah. 
Rocky, uh, Rocky Three is maybe arguably the best Rocky Agreed. movie. And um, you, you know, he lives on as Apollo Creed. Uh, maybe like younger folks or people who who didn't watch the Rocky movies remember him in Happy Gilmore. Um, is a kind what, of uh, what golf was his coach. character's name in uh, Happy Gilmore? Um, I know he had a prosthetic hand. Yeah, but I can't remember. God damn. Uh, we should know that. Oh right? yeah, tough. Uh, t- uh, I can't remember. We'll we'll research it. But um, yeah, he was funny in that. He he was some, really good in that. Yeah, he was really good. This is just the kind of sports related movies that he uh, came up. Tubs was that it? Tubs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, anyway, just want to give a shout out. He's, I think he was in his seventy six. I believe he wasn't He's super old, mid seventies. Yeah, but uh, sounds like he died peacefully. And just want to give him a shout out. He's such a big character, big personality, and um, just jumped off the screen. I remember as a kid watching Rocky three, and and he uh, yeah Chubbs those... P- Chubbs you Chubbs. Had, I... I said Chubbs Chubbs. Yeah. See, thank you. Yeah. Um, but him in those those American flag shorts and. The whole thing living in america pretty wonderful stuff. yeah pretty pretty awesome former uh, former bc lion that's right he was a linebacker i believe yeah yeah had a stint in the cfl yeah yeah and then, and then turned that into a career in acting pretty pretty remarkable yeah pretty cool pretty pretty great at Ooh. carl weathers yeah also in um i saw a clip that i saw that i remember at the time and enjoyed at the time but also had a um, a character and was in a season or two. Don't quote me in um, Arrested Development. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Always looking to make a stew, right? It's, My favorite yeah, life. Yeah, got yeah, yourself yeah. a stew. You got yourself a stew, right? <laughs> Save the per diem. I go back. Yeah, yeah, like love that. Yeah. It's Tobias is acting. Me coach. and a, me and one of my pals, uh, you know, Darnell, were uh, texting back and forth a couple um, couple of his lines from Arrested Development, which I love. <laughs> Yeah, you knew how to stretch a dollar. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Carl Weathers. Um, finally remembered, and and uh, hopefully this episode's finally remembered as well. Episode 43 of the Sports Gloss. Thanks for joining us as always. If you haven't done so, follow us on Instagram at the Sports Gloss. Speaking of stews, we're cooking up some really we good stuff. We actually are cooking on a few yeah, things right I'm now. Yeah, I'm not going to tell what it's uh what's on the docket but i think the next couple of weeks here are going to be big we're working on some guests we also took a took an interesting meeting today you took an interesting yes. meeting today on our behalf and that's percolating below the below the surface yeah so i think uh big things uh, ahead in, in february and, and to to come for the sports class so thanks as always for joining us justin what we always say to the people it's almost march but until then survive in advance Peace. Peace.